0: Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we heard words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here, just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick.
1: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the WordPress Chick Podcast. Uh, bear with me if this is a little echoey. I'm in the process of doing a whole bunch of uh, work to the office here, which I'll post pictures for soon. Today's episode is episode 57 and I have the one and only Matt Medeiros from the Matt Report and creator of the conductor plugin on the show today. Awesome interview. Matt is such a great sport. Had such a great time talking to him, uh, twice because the first time it didn't record. Anyways, great interview and stay tuned to the very end because we have a webinar uh, that we're going to do together where Matt's going to demonstrate the conductor plugin. Anyways, enjoy the show. I had a ball talking with Matt. Great guy. And I know you're going to love it. Let's back in to this with what you were doing before you started your agency and everything you're doing today.
0: Sure. So We go way back. We started out in car sales, right? As my family owned a car dealership, uh, for the longest time. And I kind of grew up in that space. So I grew up in customer service and sales, uh, just, you know, beating the streets, hard work kind of (laughs) thing. And that sort of, uh, has been with me ever since. And fast forward, you know, went to college for computers, air quotes in the air, (laughs) (laughs) uh, networking. Actually, it was for, uh, uh, a networking program that I was in, and then I worked for about six or seven years at an ISP uh, internet service provider, a regional internet service provider, and I was doing server management. Um, I became sort of head of their product because they really didn 't have somebody sort of you know young and eager in the in that space, so I sort of brought in and again when I say way back we 're talking you know at at most ten years. Uh, but for technology, it's a lifetime. So I was bringing in servers for cPanel, uh, open source stuff back then, uh, whatever that was. So that was like mail servers and bulletin boards, and we were sort of just playing around with this open source stuff in at that capacity uh, in in that company. And uh, we we acquired another ISP, uh, another local ISP, and they had a web development arm uh, part of that. ISP and they had nobody to really run it. Uh, The people who were running it sort of left uh, because of the deal that we had. the companies had made. So they were like, hey, man, we need somebody who understands this tech stuff to run that. So I head up uh, their development shop for a little while and it was all Drupal based back then. And back then it was like they were just getting out of Drupal 4, getting into Drupal 5, um, and then Drupal 6 was sort of on the horizon. So that sort of sets the date uh, to whenever that was
1: I didn't even know Drupal had been around that long
0: (laughs) yeah uh, I mean it's the crazy thing with Drupal not to get off on that tangent but the one thing that they do really good is they do keep those legacy versions around it's a good and a bad thing because they end up supporting really old versions and that kind of lags the development of the new versions uh, but it certainly gives people a good time to transition out of old technology uh, versus just <clears throat> excuse me slamming them with a new update. I think that's why they do really well in corporate. But anyway, uh, the flip side of Drupal was very, back, especially back then, very difficult for us to build with, especially not having web development experience. And we found uh, WordPress through the designer that was there at the time. He had already had some experience with it, and he was like, "Hey, Matt, I, I really think we should transition out of." This Drupal thing. I've never really liked it as a designer. I know there's all this overhead. Let's try this WordPress thing. And that's how I first got a taste for WordPress. And it was the standard theme, uh, 8 bit standard theme was like the very first premium theme I ever purchased to learn WordPress. Uh, and it was great. And we used that for a lot of our projects back then. And fast forward again a little bit more. <clears throat> that company sort of dissolved. And I exited, I was on the way out um, exiting that company. and. My father was doing, my father had sold out of the automobile dealership as a General Motors dealership before they went bankrupt. And he was doing some pro photography stuff. And then uh, he had a a client that he did photography for. And they were like, hey, do you do websites too? (laughs) And I was like, well, I can help you with that. I sort of know it. And just started doing that, getting into the WordPress community, met Jake Goldman from Providence. Uh, We started to build our own team here, uh, Slocum Studio, and Jake was building his agency. Uh, We helped them out uh, on the early days with like the TechCrunch projects and some VIP stuff. Um, So it really accelerated our learning um, in that space. And now we're, uh, we continue to do that. We continue to work with publishers uh, in that, at that capacity, and we do themes and and plugins. Uh, And more recently, the conductor plugin is sort of our, our our new approach to, to WordPress products.
1: When you were in college, did you have a direction you wanted to go in with computers or were you just into computers?
0: Yeah. I mean, it was, and of course, I just use that term loosely. So any geeks out there are like, ooh, why do you say it like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
1: Get specific.
0: Yeah, I know. It gets a spe- uh, specific. So I've always been into that uh, growing up, just having computers and being exposed to it. At the dealership, uh, again, I was the I was the only person who kind of understood that stuff, so I was doing all the networking uh, and building of uh, internal servers. I mean, if there's a if there's a market to disrupt, it's it's the automobile inventory uh, and parts systems. They're all sort of not to get off on another tangent, but they're all sort of these closed uh, proprietary systems that only a handful and when I say a handful, like maybe four or five major companies actually supply this these systems, and they're archaic or they were back then. Uh, and they would bring in like racks of servers into our into our dealership that you could power off of like you know one shared server somewhere.
1: <laughs> no, um, you know it's funny? Really quick, I had a uh, a client I was working with a couple of years ago that he owned a few Big O tires, and he was creating his own inventory database management thing because th- there was there was nothing really that worked in terms of oh you know we don't have these in
0: stock here. Let me check. It it was really
1: archaic, and that was just a couple of years ago too. <laughs>
0: It was really the networking side of it that I really liked. I liked uh, the networking side because it it was sort of a hands-on thing, you know, from running cables to installing switches and servers, uh, but then thinking of all aspects of a network, security, optimization, applications. And that was really what I was focused on. And, and what what I did, what, uh, the local ISP had come into like a career fair at the college. and They were looking for interns. So I was like, I'll do it, right? And I just, you know, no pay. I just want to learn. Um, which is very rare nowadays. (laughs) So I just like, hey, just give me – you know, here's the time I got. I got about uh, 15 hours a week that I can commit um, because I was still going to school and working at the dealership. So give me 15 hours and I'll just – I'll do whatever you want. And it was just – they didn't know – they didn't have any real exposure to Linux. Everything was run on Windows, so I kind of brought that in. Uh, They didn't have a shared Linux server, so they had Windows servers, so they were like, can you build that for us? And I was learning this stuff in school and then applying it uh, at the internship, and then once school was done, they were like, hey, you know, come on part-time, and then it was, you know, just basic tech support. They still had dial up back then and we were helping people with dial up and T1 lines and DSL oh lines. Yeah. And then it just sort of, you know, I just sort of worked up the ranks over the years and just kept proving myself year after year. And that was the, the sort of uh, journey to success at that place. Nice.
1: Okay. Well, let's, you do, there's a handful of things that you do with your business, um, your podcast, the plugin, your themes, your agency. So let's talk about how you started the agency and then transitioned into sort of this, the marketing space of everything.
0: Yeah. So the agency, uh, like I said, it was sort of just started very natural, like everybody else. Uh, one thing led to another and I was really digging my heels into trying to figure out where to make the biggest impact. Um, like I mentioned, I, I, knew Jake and I, and I saw, I was observing the growth that he was getting with 10Up from starting as his, just has one person, uh, at 10Up to now a hundred plus. Um, I knew that I wasn't that technical co-founder like Jake, like Jake's an engineer. I'm fairly good with, with code, but I'm not, I do not consider myself an engineer. I do not consider myself a developer. Uh, so I was like, Hey, you know, you know, I can't make that same impact that Jake does in the WordPress community, so I got to go out and hire a team, right? I, I have to, one, hire a team to get get the job done, to get these bigger projects that Jake is getting, um, but I also need to do something uh, in the community to sort of um, work off of that reputation like Jake had. And uh, that's where sort of the introduction of, uh, I didn't know it was going to be a podcast at the time, but I started getting into that idea of creating a, a podcast or something to get recognized uh in the WordPress space. Um and because we had, so I left that on the back burner saying, I gotta do something. I've seen this reputation economy in action with Jake. I need to do something all the while. We need to keep growing this business. Um, and because we had a Rolodex of of local businesses um, that we had sold cars or trucks to over the years, we had a good platform to jump off of uh, for the for the web agency.
1: Did you? So how did you guys market that? Did you just cold call? I mean, pick up the phone and say, "Hey, we've done business
0: together. This is what we're doing now." Yeah, it was it was, it was there was that, um, and it still it still very much is that <laughs> even even though that's crazy to say six or seven years later, um, still very much that. Um, I th- I still feel that you have to you still have to go to the customers and not just hope the customers go to you um so that like that wheel is always turning with us it's never just uh dormant um so there was that there was the events um just going to local events um you know the one leg up that we had was folks knew us in the community um so they were uh they were very much in tune to refer people to us um and then thing you know the the standard what I'll call traditional business practices of um, you know the cha- uh, chamber of commerce, uh, you know uh, various uh, nonprofit organizations that were part of you know things like that. About halfway through our our uh, our journey here, we came up with a traditional printed travel guide for our local area. Oh no! So that really was sort of like like in terms of content marketing, like that was like traditional content marketing. We don't really make much money from it. It is profitable. But it's something that for our local community, it's very easy for us to do and produce. Um, but it's a traditional marketing mechanism, right? So people still get that. Like you know, when you bring people technology, and they're like, I don't know what to do with this technology. And they get scared. <laughs> and they're just like, I don't want to do business with you because I don't understand what you're telling me. Um, with traditional print, it's that traditional uh, advertising model. Um, it's very focused. It's about, you know, hey, any business that can profit off of tourism, Um and the historical value of our area uh, should be in this guide. So, you know, restaurants, uh, hotels, different various e-commerce store or excuse me, commerce stores, things like that. So, um, you guys were it
1: was your guide that then you were selling that's advertising in. Okay, that's cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, and very small, right? It's like forty thousand prints, um, and that. So, what what happened there was we started doing that as well, <clears throat> sort of halfway through this and um, that opened up the doors to to, to the web side of things and the consulting side of things. Um, It also positioned us really well to talk the talk of our primary client, which uh for wordpress and and custom development uh, publishers universities people with lots of content um that do these traditional things it really sets us up well because we understand that market we understand how hard it is to sell ads uh we understand like print deadlines and distribution and um you know just how to talk paper <laughs> like different different types of paper uh it allows us to go into um you know what we focus on now, which are other, you know, regional, uh, either newspapers or magazines or publications, and then we can say, hey, look, we've proven ourselves over here. We also have the technology side of it. Let's, you know, let's do business. You know, we we understand your pain points too uh, because we're in it at a very small level, but we're in it and we get it. Um, so it really opens the doors to very, very different types of customers.
1: Well, that's great. So in having done that, have you been able to transition some of those customers and clients into? Digital publications whether it be Kindle or e-readers or that kind of stuff
0: we haven't really pushed anybody to that yet we we have a few authors that are that are clients but it's very much like we're building them brochure where uh, WordPress websites just like small marketing sites but for the the larger magazine or newspaper uh, we are able to to really you know just we win deals because of that one because we're you know we're not a huge agency and they already know that they've dealt with huge agencies before a lot of these folks are like splitting from other like mega organizations they're splitting from you know the new york times you know very large umbrellas and they're just running now on private you know privately owned companies um so now they're like hey we we want to go with somebody who's smaller who can be more dynamic with us and much more affordable <laughs> but but we also get the space that kind of thing
1: it's interesting. I've seen that with clients too, where they're like, you know, we feel like we just become a number with a with a really large corporation, and we want somebody that we can talk to that's going to work through and and really manage this process, not just put us into templates, for lack of a better explanation. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about then stepping into the, the the WordPress community, and because we're you know a lot of the conversation I want to hit on is Conductor, um, but so when what was that like for you in terms of transitioning into sort of because I guess I look at there's the WordPress community and then you've got marketing and internet marketing and they're, they're kind of separate beasts, although they, they have to play well together. So what did that look like for you in terms of, okay, now I need to go out and blog and market and not blog, you know what I mean? But all of a sudden become this, this marketer too.
0: Yeah. You know, it was, so it was back to 2012, I think roughly WordCamp New York and, I remember being in the audience during the keynote and it was Andrew Nason had come in, uh, which he just had a, a large announcement now working for uh, the White House digital team. But I remember him co- taking the stage and people were like, oh, my God, it's Andrew Nason, you know, and there was this. People are either too shy to say hi to him or introduce themselves. Um, you know, very you know, very introverted in the audience. Uh, and because I've been in sales all my life, I was like, well, I have zero problem asking anybody for anything <laughs> uh, or or going up to somebody and being like, hey, what's up? My name's Matt. Uh, so I didn't know what I was really going to start, but I was observing that. Uh, that was like going to the WordCamps, camps, the local WordCamps, camps, Boston, New York, um, Philly. That's when I was like, I started to observe this stuff, and I was like, I'm going to do something that can expose these these folks in a, in a good way, right? People can meet these people and I didn't know what I was going to do. I was either going to blog about it or I didn't know what. Uh, and then it was just like, you know, I'm a big fan of Andrew Warner's podcast back then and I still am. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do the mixergy of WordPress. I'm just going to interview people who are running businesses on WordPress uh, or they're just well well-known freelancers or developers, consultants, that kind of thing. I'm just going to turn the video camera on and turn the mic on and to just go at it, and it just it was just nonstop. You know, two and a half years later, um, you know, still doing it, still doing the same old thing. Uh, but that sort of that was the genesis of it. That's what got me into sort of uh, my way of either giving back to the community and just sort of building that reputation within the community.
1: That's awesome, and clearly I'm a fan of podcasts. But what what is can you share anything that it's done for? What is it done for your business and your in your brand?
0: We started a. Uh, YouTube channel along with the studio. So as you know, six months after I started podcasting, I started to see the, I started to see the growth of that, and I was like, "Hey, we have to do this for the studio too." But I don't want to do an audio podcast. I want to do something that's going to sort of translate into our theme sales because we started our theme shop with air quotes in the air. We started our theme shop, you know, at the same around the same time. It was like two and a half, three years into it, uh, or two and a half, three years ago. And I said, "Well." We also need this kind of web marketing exposure. We started a YouTube channel, and we were just doing like video uh, theme and plug-in reviews, uh, primarily plug-in reviews. Um, and then we started gaining traction on that. We started doing more stuff. We started talking about SEO and web marketing and how that translated to WordPress. And uh, that was really uh, – that built us a platform. So I think we have almost have like 6,000 subscribers on that channel right now, 200-something-plus uh, videos, and that's what we're using as – you know, the platform to say, hey, not only do we, you know, do great work for WordPress, not only do we have these clients, um, we also have this YouTube channel. So it's just another uh, another thing to say hey there's there's reputation here uh if you are unsure that you should hire us as a, a WordPress agency you know here's our client list here's our proposal here's our video channel like there's i we can't show you any more stuff uh we are uh, legit yeah we are legit <laughs> like I, I don't know how much more you want me to, to give you um and that's and it's still today like we still get um, some of our larger clients come through the, the YouTube, YouTube channel. It's very few and far between now. We, we get a lot of really low-budget stuff through that as well, But and we refer that out, but it's still a good uh, positioning piece for us.
1: God, that's fantastic. Okay, so let's jump in because I have become such a crazy nut about page builders. <laughs> um, and, and before we get into really diving into Conductor, I just want to talk a little bit about page builders for WordPress in general and and what are your thoughts on where they're going and what the future looks like for them?
0: I think they're great, right? I think that the builders allow WordPress to be used for many different use cases for different types of customers um, and it's a super competitive space, good and bad, right? There are some very bad experiences that we have with page builders, page builders that leave excess code and all this other stuff. Um and then there are really good experiences um with page builder products. I'm staying away from the traditional page builder as it as it sits with like design uh and look and feel that so many other page builders are attracted to. Um because I feel that WordPress will eventually have that. And whether or not you can shut that feature off, I, I don't know if they'll if they'll do that. Maybe they will. They'll probably introduce it through like Jetpack or something. Um so i'm very cautious of interrupting that experience if the users love wordpress because of the way wordpress allows them to customize their site i don't want to interrupt that um from an especially from like an agency standpoint because we don't want to support that extra stuff <laughs> um well totally are the potential that like,
1: that goes wrong down the road <laughs> exactly
0: yeah so i think that uh, again just to, uh, to sum that up that page builders are a great solution um, for either the consultant that needs to build something uh, very efficiently and very affordably, uh, which translates to their client getting something uh, affordable uh, and hopefully easy to use.
1: Okay, so with with the creation of Conductor, did that mm-hmm. come out of a need for your clients? Was it something that you said, "Hey, we want to jump into this premium plugin
0: space"? What made you guys decide to create it? Yeah, my best advice for somebody who's either a consultant and they want to get into the product space or they're an agency and they want to get into the product space. I mean every project that comes in, I look at at scale. So what do I mean by that? I mean if the customer's bring me some u- unique function or they're thinking of building a site or or twisting WordPress a different way, can I take that can I take that and scale that to to another project? Can I productize this eventually, you know? You know, and and it depends on what the situation is. If it's something that's like, hey, it's just way too crazy. We'll never repeat this again. um, Then it just, you know, sort of just goes right by the wayside. But if it's something that, hey, I think we can take this to another project. We'll start to really invest some time into that. And because we focus again on a lot of content publishers, magazines, and whatnot, they were asking us repeatedly. Folks were asking us, okay, there's a breaking story now. I wanna, I wanna make that full width and put that at the top of the site, or Hey, we're going into you know the business small business weekend. We want to have you know eight featured small business uh, small business stories on the homepage and move our sports section down or something like that. So we were doing these requests and it was all custom code at first. And they would just hire us and we'd put the code in and you know then they'd hire us again the following week and remove it. <laughs> so they were like, <laughs> is there a way that we can just do that? So we built our own sort of plugin and widget, you know, small custom thing for them and. Then we, as we got more publishing clients, we were getting the same requests. and we started implementing the same plugin over and over again. And then we started using that as a selling point. So once we started negotiating negotiating with new publishing clients, we were like, and oh by the way, Here's our unique thing we can do for your editorial team or your sales team. Like if your sales team wants to go in and put a featured story up and you're, and you want to make sure that they're not going to break the layout of the site, we've got the thing for you. (laughs) Let me demo it for you. And they're like, wow, like this is great. And like, where else can I get this? And you, well, you can't get it anywhere else because it's just, it's just from us. It's from our experience in this market. We're the only ones that have this. Um, so they're like, let's do it. So. That's where Conductor was born, and then we finally said, you know what? It's 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 time to get into that product space for real. Uh, let's turn this into a product. So, unlike other folks who are getting into product to get out of client services, I don't. Think <laughs> I, I don't think I ever want to get out of client services because for me, having that ear to the ground with clients is what's going to help me improve my product. So I don't wanna ever want to get out of. Uh, client's client work because it's good to have multi-channels, uh, multi-channels of revenue, as you know, but it's also a great way to learn what your particular client set is doing or market is doing and then apply that to your product. So I, I want to stay in both markets if I can. Well, that is super, it's funny because
1: as you're saying that, I was thinking back, there was definitely a time when I did the same, I don't want to work with clients anymore, I don't want to do this, <laughs> but, but I think a lot of that comes from growing and developing your own where you shine, right? And so as soon right. as when you get really crystal clear on that, and I agree, that's why I'm constantly testing stuff. It was just, you know, after our last call and, and digging into conductor a little bit, I'm like, Oh, my God, I know the perfect client this is going to work for. And so it does it keeps your hands in it. I think it's just a matter of getting more clear on the right clients. Yes. You know, yep. it, I think that's the biggest thing for anybody. Um Okay, so let's talk about the features of conductor, because I love the fact that that it's, it's so focused on content. So, I mean, you explained a little bit in terms of some of your publishing clients, but kind of explain to people the benefits of Conductor and what it does versus some of the page builders that, that come with everything.
0: Right. So WordPress is the home base uh, for If you're a marketer, it's for all your content marketing. Uh, If you're a business, it could be for all your e-commerce products. If you're using WordPress in some custom thing, it could be a whole bunch of custom post types and custom fields for directory stuff uh, like a business directory or a geolocation directory. So. And as time goes on, there's only going to be more content inside of WordPress, right? And, and when I say that, I mean like you're looking at your dashboard and you see 3,000 published posts in 50 pages um, and however X amount of uh, custom post types you might have. That's going to just continue to grow. And we're saying, well, how are you going to display all of that content in the front of your site? Sure, when you boot up WordPress, it gives you that that sort of blog roll of the 10 most recent posts. and that's what your category pages look like. Uh, It's just like this list of 10 posts. But how are you going to display content that you perceive to be the best content of your website or content from a particular category aggregated with another category like news and business and sports? Um, And you want to manipulate that on the front end of your website. uh, That's why we built Conductor. It's just very easy for someone to say, show me the 10 business posts, show me the 10 news posts, drop it in this widget, and then, oh, by the way, we can change the display of that at any time, small, medium, large, table, um, portfolio view. We're going to continue to invest in different views to make it easy for people to build um, these pages of content. We also focus on what's been really hot and everybody loves to use is custom fields, uh, so again, that translates to Hey, I'm going to go build a directory site. And that directory site could be a traditional business directory. It could be a directory of team uh, employees of a company. Uh, it could be whatever. It's whatever you input into WordPress. We help that person display it uh, on the front end without writing any lines of code. Uh, and then they can change the display of it. And uh, you know, our our focus on content is because we want it to be compatible with a theme. Let the theme dictate the design and we'll, we'll stay out of the way of that. Uh, and we'll just display the content for you, um, in various displays, different looks and feels, um, but not touching, you know, what font is it? What font size is it? Is it blue? Is it green? We let the theme dictate that part of it. Um, and hopefully, uh, even though hope is not a strategy, <laughs> that is, uh, you know, the thing that sets us apart, uh, is we're, we're really into, the content side of things because I feel that WordPress will never support like WordPress Core will never support displaying your WooCommerce products. It will never support displaying your custom post types with 20 custom fields. How can it, right? It doesn't there's no way WordPress could extend to that because it's just a beast to support. Um, And WordPress core is never going to make the initiative to support other developer content. So WooCommerce, um, you know, eventually we're going to have an add-on for Gravity Forms and Ninja Forms to display those submissions, uh, easy digital downloads, like whatever kind of content you can drop into WordPress. We want to support that. And that's where we sort of draw the line in the sand. Yeah, you're building pages of content, but it's for content consumption, right? It's not for, Hey, do you like the look and feel of this site? No, it's for here's my structured homepage because I'm a publisher or I'm an e-commerce store and I need that kind of. Uh, rigidness in my display
1: (laughs) which I was just thinking have you ever seen the comic by the oatmeal how a web design goes straight to hell
0: yes Yes, (laughs) Yes
1: <laughs> which yep. is hysterical, and because it, it it gets there, I think when you have too many options, you have people who think they're designers, and all of a sudden they take this beautiful site and it's just it's a mess because they want to use eighty two different fonts on one page and um, so <laughs> I love that let's we talked a little bit about this last time with conversions, right because I think the benefit of being able to focus on On different content is also a great way to figure out what is converting, what do your readers want, and and really measuring. So let's talk a little bit about that and and how Conductor benefits that piece.
0: Yeah, the, um, I think we might tie we might talk about price pricing the product later. But so right now there's a new price point. It's forty nine dollars as the entry level to Conductor, which I think is you know. The sweet spot for any kind of blogger who doesn't need some, you know, overwhelming piece of technology for 49 bucks, bloggers can control the display of their category pages. So why would I? Why would a blogger want to do this? Um, well, conversions, like you just hinted at. So if you had, you know, a startup category on your blog, uh, but you, you know, if you're daily blogging and you're blogging every single day, it's 360 some odd posts a year. Eventually, that your top content is going to get lost. I mean, people have to scroll through your content. Uh, now with Conductor, you could say, "Give me these three posts, put them on my uh, startup or entrepreneur category page, and always display those at the top. Um, and then below that, I can put the rest of my startup or entrepreneurial category posts. Um, and you can rearrange that. You want to, you know, you're you're running a special on your news posts or something like that? Sneak a news post in the middle. That's fine. Uh, you can do that too. Um, and that's where uh, we allow people to structure uh, different." Content pages. So instead of the same old repetitive WordPress archive look and feel, now you can make your category pages look more unique, uh, which will eventually lead to higher conversions. If you have an ebook for startups, uh, you could put that ebook call to action on your on your startup category page um, and wrap the content uh, nicely and uniquely around that, and then have. You know your your business ebook on the business category. And make that page look a little different because maybe that converts your audience a little bit better. Um, it gives you the the ability to do those types of things, um, and that's where again we're we're hoping to set ourselves apart uh, when it comes to structuring your content.
1: So, what is how is the learning curve for people with this? Have you found that? I mean, you guys have some video and some support and documentation, but how's the learning curve been for your
0: users? The funny thing is. Uh, and this goes back to why I'm trying to stay parallel for WordPress or uh, with WordPress and the WordPress experience versus our experience. And this is where I I know it's it's sort of one of those catch-22s for me or for us. So because we're trying to we're not trying to interrupt the WordPress experience, we're doing everything the WordPress way. So what does that mean? That means that everything works in the WordPress customizer, but not everybody, which is for those who don't know, the WordPress customizer, you go to the front end of your site. You can customize your site in the front end. You're not used to doing that because there's not a lot of options in there right now, right? Yeah. WordPress, WordPress really hasn't been pushing that. Add a header, way. add a background. <laughs> exactly. That WordPress hasn't really been pushing that because they're just slowly introducing this and they're allowing people like us to build uh, solutions for that for the time being. So that is where… Uh, the one challenge comes in is people experience it in the customizer. and Like, I didn't even know the customizer existed. (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is this? Like, what is this sorcery that you're showing me? And even when I went to WordCamp New York uh, last year to to promote the launch of it, uh, and and I'm talking to seasoned developers at, at WordCamp New York, and even they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, the customizer, like, Oh wow! I didn't even know you could do that in the customizer. Well, well sure you can. You can do anything. You just got to write the code for it. <laughs> uh, remember, we're all on open source, people. Uh, you know, so so th- that's been uh, the one thing for us, and setting us again. People see Builder, they see our videos, and I swear, some people just like watch the video on mute, and they just see things like moving around. They're like, oh, this is a Builder. Right. And then they download it and like, how do I customize my header? And (laughs) I go, no, this is just content. It goes within your site. And they go, oh, well, I don't need this. Um, and then, but once they use it and they realize that they can do different things with the content, like, oh my God, like this saves me a boatload of time customizing, you know, the content piece of my site. Um, and they, then they realize that they need it. So the biggest challenge for us has been staying parallel to what WordPress wants us to do. Um, there are other builders out there that have their own experience laid on top of WordPress, which is awesome for them and probably awesome for that set of clients, right? Uh, we thought about doing stuff like that, but again, we're saying, no, let's, let's let WordPress dictate what it wants us to do. Uh, we won't build our own our own like guided you know, third-party layer on top of WordPress, for lack of a better term.
1: Yeah, you know what's nice about this too, as I was thinking, is that the- <laughs> I'm sure you've been in this position too, although it sounds like you have a lot of Clients who get that publishing content is important. At the same time, having this tool, you know, a lot of people. I don't know if you've ever th- those type of brochure sites where people are like, "Yeah, I'm gonna do." See, I, I deal with a lot of online marketers or entrepreneurs, and you know, I go back to the site six months later. I'm like, "You haven't added a blog post. Right. <laughs> you need to create content." You know, yes. or or spend a ton of money on traffic. You you can choose, but but with this, I I think it's it's also I don't want to say pushing it's it's really shifting the focus the fact that you have to create content to be successful online content is not going to go away regardless of the medium in which you do it i I think being able to format and and play with your content this way it pushes that conversation and and puts it in the client's face like
0: you do need to do this yeah one of the one of the things that we use conductor for so I, i may have said this last time too is even if even if conductor the product you know wasn't taking off and wasn't successful and it, and it ended up dying out. I know we would still use it for prototyping and sales pitches. <laughs> so, for, to your point right there, if, if you get to a client that says, "Don't forget, you have to you have to post blogs," and this is what your site will look like with one blog, or this is what your site will look like with ten blogs on the homepage, you can you can literally show them that live and be like, "One post. Type the number one in, and it's going to show one post." Type 10 in, it'll show 10 posts. And they can visually see that. And then you can change the display of that, like small, medium, or large. So when you only have one post, we're going to display it large because it takes up more real estate. Uh, to, you know, it's full width to your website. And then when you have, start blogging more, Mr. or Mrs. Customer, then you this is what it's going to look like with six posts. And you can shrink that grid down and show them. And then they start to get it, right? So it's a great, like, repair and recovery tool, like, oh my God, you haven't blogged in, you know, a year, switch them all to large so it looks like you... you know, <laughs> so the homepage looks different. There's fresh content. <laughs> yeah, there's so much content here. Look at all this. Big featured image. Um, so it's a great way to, one, uh, propose WordPress to somebody and say, look at look what you can do with WordPress. Um, it's a great way to uh, wireframe uh, or prototype sites super fast with your customers too. You know, services on top, blog posts on bottom, that kind of thing.
1: That's great. So let's talk about the pricing now. We, you know, this is something, I don't know that... Uh, I I think it's probably just my perception at this point, but it's, it's a there because WordPress is open source and there's such this community around everything. There's not a lot of people that want to talk about money and charging and, or, you know, I want to make a lot of money. I have no shame (laughs) in in saying that. Of course, it ties in with the quality of my life and all that good stuff. But, but let's talk about the pricing and and how the marketing and launching of this is all gone.
0: So the real Quick story was, um, like I said, we started building it for our internal clients and we really decided to make this a product back probably February or March of 2014. So just about a year ago is when we drew a line in the sand and says, let's turn this into a product. We hunkered down, we focused on turning that into a product, uh, starting to think about what features and functions people would want. <clears throat> so um, one month prior to WordCamp New York, I started teasing out videos. The product got a little bit more mature. We were definitely on point. I had done the lean canvas approach, uh, which meant that I first started with a group of really smart people to ask to be advisors. And uh, they, you know, willingly committed some time to help me um, improve the product from its very early stages. And again, I wouldn't have been, been able to have done this without running a podcast and having some name in the WordPress community. I was able to build that up have a, a small team in the beginning sort of set us uh, on the right track. Lean Canvas approach came in. If you haven't read that book, it's a great book, Lean Canvas. Just search for that on Amazon.
1: We'll put the and, links in the show notes. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> and and uh, it, very much the same way, I you know his test, uh, Ash Moira's uh, test is 35 people or something like that, 30, to 35 people. So I had 30 to 35 direct phone calls with people um, to – explorer conductor and i was building a pitch deck i was doing it as if i were a startup and i was showing them the, the features functions the benefits all that stuff the proper use case and i was bouncing ideas off of them on pricing and they were giving me feedback and that was probably about 30 35 hours worth of time uh invested into those phone calls leading up into WordCamp new york uh we felt very confident we started doing uh, some teaser videos uh, one such video, which is still up in the support section of the site, is replicating the layout uh, of the new New Yorker site. So it was like perfect timing for us. Uh, The New Yorker had just launched on WordPress and redesigned. I was heading to WordCamp New York. So it was like this perfect uh, synergy. So we showed a video of uh, building the New Yorker layout using Conductor um, with our Conductor widgets and some CSS uh, to really make it look like that. And we launched that put up a splash page we started capturing emails and through those two weeks of promoting up to WordCamp new york and while i was at WordCamp new york just demoing it with people hands-on walking around with my laptop showing people uh we captured i believe 140 to 160 emails uh, which is not a whole heck of a lot uh, but it was a couple weeks and we are talking about a plugin that no one's ever seen before <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh then i planned those those emails and did a promotion with Carrie Dills on her podcast. One day only, we opened it up uh, for a beta, a beta buy-in, and I priced it at ninety-nine bucks. And I didn't say what I, you what you were getting for ninety-nine bucks. I didn't say how many licenses. I didn't say what kind of support. I was just like, "Here's what we got. It's a thing called Conductor. You want to buy into the beta? You can for ninety-nine bucks. Welcome to my world." <laughs> right. And uh, on that day, we did four thousand dollars in sales. So I was like, "Oh." boom like home run like multiply that times 30 days a month like what boat am i buying <laughs> uh, do i want the Porsche first or do i want the Ferrari don't really know yet uh you know and then it was you know launch day and then crickets right <laughs> <laughs> we're like oh god like this is the hard work right this is the hard work all of this was easy cuz we could control uh the development and all this fun stuff beforehand, but now we have to go and promote it and sell it and continue to market it. And we had a very uh, firm price point in the beginning. There was only three prices. Uh, I, I believe there were, it was ninety nine, one ninety nine, and four ninety nine. And then they were limited by how many sites you could install it at. So for ninety nine bucks, you could install it on one site. Two uh, one ninety nine, you could install it on three sites, and then four ninety nine, you could install it on ten sites. And for me, like I was like, hey. We're an agency. I know when I drop this onto a site that I'm building, I'm charging at least five thousand bucks for our for our sites. And if they're directory sites, we're charging even more. If their memberships, more complicated. Conductor makes our lives so much easier, which improves our margins and our efficiency to build sites. Four ninety nine for ten sites is fifty bucks a site. If you're an agency, you're making you know fifty thousand percent of that <laughs> when totally. you go to install this, right? So come on, people, it's only fifty bucks. So. We sold. I mean, we were st- we were selling copies back then, um, but there was still that that uh, uh, you know that the person was like, boy, you know, all these other plugins are either free or they're much more affordable, right? So we kept our feet p- firmly planted and said, look, we're. I don't know if we're ever going to give this away for free because it's. Just a beast to support uh, when things are free because we have this experience with all of our free themes, so we know what that market's like. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were like, you know what? We think we have a really good product here. We just want people to pay us at least fifty bucks for it. <laughs> so we uh, rolled out a new price plan uh, much more recently. Uh, it's fifty ninety nine, one ninety nine uh, for unlimited use, and then uh, three ninety nine for lifetime license, also unlimited use. Um, the first three plans are annual uh, renewals with 30% off every year, and then the well, lifetime is obviously lifetime, no renewal needed there. Um, and now we're just selling more lifetimes and uh, unlimited plans than ever before. <laughs> uh, it, you know, And we're, we're there's more revenue coming in. Uh, it's still a qualified customer who's buying it. We don't get a lot of support overhead. Uh, the ones that we do get a lot of support overhead ones are the ones that we sell for 50 bucks. Isn't that funny?
1: Like the higher price, it, it is. It, it's the same thing across the board, I think, in business. The the higher the 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 higher price point I've got for a client, because we're gonna do a bigger project, the less the less headache I end up with. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting. Um,
0: okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's it's been a a much uh, it's much more profitable experience, right? And when I compare the theme market. To the plug in market, and this is sort of an aside, but for those who are out there who have products and they're like, Do I do themes or plugins? You know, the the theme marketplace, I'm very bullish on themes too. I don't think themes will ever go away. It's like I look at it like when I used to sell new cars, like there's no margin in new cars because everybody has the same new car and there's the prices are freely available. Yeah. <laughs> and and the costs are freely, freely available. So a new car dealership, margins on new cars are very low, right? Unless you're selling like Tesla but uh, yeah. the, uh, the point is, is I don't think I will ever get away from themes I'm just going to do those as smart as I possibly can because there are razor thin margins but they still bring people to the lot right they still bring people to the lot and then maybe that person comes and buys a used car where you have or a one year old car where you have more margin and that's for better or for worse the mentality that I'm taking I hope people come take a look at our themes which they do and then say oh what's this conductor thing where I make more margin on because it's just a higher ticket, or not margin, but it's more revenue on because I uh, just a higher price product, um, and that that transition is starting to happen now, you know, through through marketing channels and things like that. So how uh,
1: how's the marketing marketing piece of it been going? I mean, you're running an agency, you've got the Matt report, yeah. Is, is this sort of like? Do you feel <laughs> like this is? I mean, you've been marketing, obviously, with your businesses for a long time, but this premium product place is a little bit different.
0: Yeah, it is. And I think we joked about this last time. Like, I've been running the Report now two and a half years, and <laughs> and I don't ever really push conductor, right? Like, I'm never, like, shows brought to you by conductor. I am now in the last few shows. Good. But I don't really – it's never really, like, you know – uh, podcast starts and then, uh, and we'll be back right, right after this word, word <laughs> from our sponsors and then me talk about conductor for like three minutes. I, I still don't do that. I don't think I ever will, but uh, I will make it a point to really mention it more. Um, the marketing piece is the same thing. Like the, the current site conductorplugin.com, we're already starting to redesign and, and, and position that messaging, um, you know, internally now, like we already started doing that. That was, you know, born from, the, it was supposed to be just a landing page. The design and the layout of that site right now was originally just a landing page. And we were like, well, let's see what happens if we sell some copies, we'll, we'll reinvest. And then we sold those $4,000 worth and then $1,000 $1, worth every month up until the end of, of that year. And we were like, oh man, like now we don't even have time now. Now we have to keep like improving this product and keep pushing it <laughs> out there because people are actually buying it. Like Surprise, your product actually sold. Um, so we never really invested point of that was is we never really invested in the messaging and the and and the real look and feel of that site and that's I know one thing that uh you know to wear the heart on the sleeve that's the one thing that we're that I know is a weak link a major weak link <laughs> and one thing that we're reinvesting into now um but in terms of marketing we do the same thing like we constant blogging constant content marketing um I do a little audio series there called uh uh, conductor spotlight where I just talk to 10, 15 minutes to other developers because, or other agencies because that's sort of the market that's, that's been really, uh, working right now in terms of sales. Uh, we do a live show every few weeks when we can called conductor office hours. We just give people updates with the product, uh, where we're at, what's coming next. Um, and we, de- we do some demos. So if we rolled out a new add-on like our Genesis add-on, we just, you know, we, we demo it and we take questions from the audience. Um, So it's just all the same channels of marketing that I've done for like Maripor and Slocum Themes. Uh, Now we're we're doing the same thing for Conductor. Uh, But what I do want to get into now is really training people on Conductor. Like here's how I use it in my agency to become more profitable and more streamlined Let me give you that same kind of information because now maybe you'll buy conductor, and at the same time, you can improve the type of client that you work with. Or at the very least, you can improve your margins within your projects, right? So that's where sort of the next level is for us.
1: Which is great. I mean, you're setting up your customers to succeed with it, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think that… The more you know, the training piece of it. It's uh, and everybody, just stay tuned. I'll have a link for you at the end. Uh, we have scheduled a webinar, so Matt's going to demo Conductor for you, so you can see the power behind it. Because I, I think you know whether or not someone's an agency, if the, if they're really hands on with their site. This is just golden. I mean, there's a yeah. ton of opportunities. And outside of the, you know, more, maybe more of the, um, the, the entrepreneur who has a WordPress business and does client sites, but it's them and maybe one programmer and designer or something. And, you know, again, by, by being able to see it. So I think there's this whole other market that just needs to see Conductor.
0: <laughs> yeah. You're right. I mean, hallelujah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We're going to build a street uh, team for you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's absolutely right because, you know, I think, again, like, we, there's the, the biggest the hardest part of uh, agency life and product life is time, right? With there's only so much time that I can split between paying the bills on the agency side, which bootstraps and funds the product creation. Like we're not taking investments, we're not just uh, we you know we don't just show up to work every day to work on Conductor. We are you know fifty uh, percent client work and twenty five percent themes and twenty five percent Conductor. Right, that's the typical breakdown of a week and um it's very tough to keep every week uh improve uh, or increase uh, our our revenue on the agency side so that we can increase the product development and it happens in slow steps but that's the that's the challenge that we're faced with and that's you know pretty much why i wake up every day
1: <laughs> <laughs> so all right so we just need to get more conductor out there Yep. Um w- really quickly with the, with the training piece of it cuz I know I think we talked a little bit more about it that you're looking at may- maybe doing almost like a certification or something for for agencies that want to be able to take their use of conductor to the next level.
0: Yeah, it's it's sort of a little bit of, of uh, agency and you know somebody who really sets themselves apart as uh, a WordPress consultant. Um, you know we can't, we don't want to ramp up too fast on that. Side because it might feel a little too disjointed, but certainly starting with the professional consultant and saying, Hey, look, like here's how you can go after clients with lots of content. So, which clients have lots of content? Like we said before, e commerce sites, publishers, magazines, uh, high traffic blogs, that kind of thing. And here's how you can com- position a sales pitch to- towards those people. Uh, for the agency, it's directory sites, geo sites, sites with lots of content. Uh, so, we do work with people who are building sites for their internal intranet, right? They're not publicly faced sites. Um, it's just content that they need to display uh, to teams of people. Inventory systems, plans, uh, like uh, like you know their own internal, almost like base camp project management tools. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just using WordPress because it's easy to, to manage this content. They just need it now, and they need an easy way to display it on different pages. Um, so how can agencies go after that unique customer? How can consultants go after uh, that unique customer and really training them and positioning them? And, and yes, it might happen in in a form of certification. It might happen in a form of some kind of membership. Um, I haven't ironed that out yet, but we are definitely planning it.
1: See what I mean? Like, how do you not just love that guy? Super fun. Okay, so for the conductor plugin, it... The, the conductor plug-in webinar. Hello. It's going to be April 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific. And to register, it's a, just a free training on how to use conductor and all the awesomeness that it is. So again, that's April 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific. Just go to the wpchick.com forward slash conductor webinar. That's it. As always, have a fabulous day and thanks so much for listening.